congratulations. You've made it to the See It To Be It podcast, formerly On The Spot, where we sit down with some of the most inspiring female leaders and role models. And today, we're proud to feature Haley Luckadoo. It's an inspiring conversation today and every Thursday. So be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode of See It To Be It, available every Thursday on your favorite podcast streaming services. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the See It To Be It podcast. I'm your host, Melinda Garvey, and excited to be here with you today with another incredible role model. As you know, we're all about providing relatable role models for women and inspiring them by seeing the paths that other women have walked. And today is no different. We have an amazing woman who is a fellow podcaster, motivational speaker, and serial entrepreneur. We've got a lot in common. (laughs) So welcome, Haley Luckadoo. It's really nice to see you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to chat. Absolutely. Well, you do a lot of incredible things. And I'd love to start with is to kind of go way back. And of course, you are young, so you don't have to go that far back. But I want you to think back to, you know, when you were growing up, you know, what was your big dream? What did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Gosh, I had no idea. When I was a kid and a teenager growing up, I wanted to do anything and everything. Like I had so many passions. I distinctly remember telling my dad when I was younger that I was going to be the first ballerina in space. That was my big goal. So I have no idea. I was a dancer. I have no idea where all of that came from and how that got lumped together, but that was the big goal. And then at one point I remember thinking, I'm going to be a lawyer. I think I watched too many like criminal law shows on TV (laughs) that summer or something. And I was like, that's my path. And then I got really into dancing and I was like, I'm going to be a dancer. And so I just had all of these passions and I think it would change from day to day what I wanted to do. And that followed me into college because I changed my major nine times. Wow. Um, And I was, I was that kid. So I never had a clue, not a clue. But I think that, you know, it's interesting because I think sort of having that interest in so many different things. So it makes sense now what you're doing, you know, not only being a serial entrepreneur, but also with your incredible podcast, which I'd love to just have you tell us about called Females on Fire, finding out what other women are doing out there. So I think it, it sort of is interesting because it definitely makes sense. You're now feeding your need for that, riding that interest in so many things by hearing about other people. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Absolutely. So like you said, it's called Females on Fire and it's both a business and personal development podcast for female entrepreneurs. I feel like you can't grow a great business if you're not working on yourself. So what started as a business podcast quickly turned into personal development too. But I really started it just because I got really lonely. I work from home, you know, I'm working by myself most mornings and it's just kind of a lonely thing to do entrepreneurship alone. And I did all this networking and there's social media, but that just didn't quite feel like it was filling me up. And so I was like, what could I do? And at the time, podcasting was really becoming the big thing. And so I said, I could do that. I could start a podcast. That's something I would enjoy. And at first I was just kind of like, you know, I'll just throw it out there nobody's going to listen. It's fine. I'm just doing it for me so I can interview these women and connect with them and talk with them and hear their advice on what they've been through and all of these things. And people started listening and then more people started listening. And all of a sudden I was like, oh wow, it's an actual podcast. That's so cool. We've got a great following now. It's been amazing. We've been doing it for over a year, well over a year. And it's just been awesome. I've met so many incredible women. I've gotten to meet a few of them in person now, which is so cool. You know, we go take the selfie and we're like, we met on 
my show. How awesome is that? But it's been amazing. It's lots of, you know, getting to hear the stories of entrepreneurs of how they got where they are and then getting to hear their advice on one very particular topic either in the business or personal development space that they are kind of an expert in. So I think it's awesome. I'm a little biased, but I think it's great. And it's definitely great for me. I love it. That's awesome. Tell me a little bit about your motivation. I I know that you talk about if you're not working on yourself, you're not really able to grow your business, but just kind of dig into that a little bit more about, you know, why this podcast was so important to you and especially helping women get there. Yeah, I think for me, I've always been really super motivated. Like I just, I had to be doing something and I don't know that I was motivated to really get clarity on everything. That's why I wanted to do so many different things and have so many different pieces to what I'm doing, but I was very motivated to do something and do it really well. And so for me, when I started the podcast, it was very much about getting to connect with these women, but I wanted to do it right. And so, you know, I did my research, I made sure I was asking the right questions and making them look really good and promoting the heck out of it. And it's just been really amazing. But I do truly believe that I went through a very long experience of learning this lesson, but I do truly believe that if you're going to do anything really well, and especially if that's a business that you've got to be really dialed into, you've got to be really focused on, then you've got to be working on yourself as a person. And that especially goes for if you have a team, if you have customers, if you have any kind of people to people interaction, which most businesses do, you've got to be working on yourself and growing as a person. And I think that's a really hard lesson to learn if you don't learn it right at the beginning. So, you know, if you're just starting out, that's like the best advice I think anybody could give you is, you know, do the work and whether that's reading books or listening to podcasts or, you know, just networking with lots of different people and, you know, just sort of learning that way, whatever it is for you, I think you've got to constantly be saying, okay, here's the things that I need to do in my business to level up. How can I level up myself and what can I do to make that happen? And then go do those things and really work hard on those things. Right. And I think something that you said earlier is really poignant about just being lonely as an entrepreneur. And I think sometimes when you are stuck in that lonely place and you feel alone, you actually reach out less, you know, you Mm -hmm. tend to sort of go in. And I think that, you know, I certainly hear this and I I imagine you do too, just with other founders and just really having to to work at finding your tribe and finding those people who are going to support you and motivate you and keep you on track. Absolutely. And I totally agree with that. I do think though, some people will get so focused on finding the right people. You know, I do air quotes because I'm like, I think everybody can teach you something. Not that everybody's going to be your best friend. Not that everybody's going to understand what you're going through, but I love hanging out with entrepreneurs who are in a different space than me or who do things completely differently than I do them. And that's because I truly believe that you can learn something from everybody. And so, you know, if you're sitting around and you're saying, well, I haven't found the right people yet. So I don't want to go out and network. I don't want to go to conferences. I don't want to talk about my business because I haven't found the tribe, the, the friend group that I need to do that. Then you're going to be waiting forever because you've got to go out there and talk to everybody and get to know everybody and learn from everybody before you're going to find those people. 
I think it is amazing too. You know, there are not only so many commonalities, but I think that the whole premise of what we try to do it on the dot by showing these role models and their stories and their paths, that no matter how winding and how different, and you may say, well, gosh, this person has nothing to do with me. It's not, we're not even in the same industry. But it is amazing how you go, oh, wait a minute, there's this one stepping stone on that path. And that's kind of like what I'm trying to do. Well, maybe I could take a stone from someone else's path. So I think that just being open to that, I love how you said that, just meeting so many different kinds of people, don't prejudge that, really then helps you figure out which stones you need on your own unique path. You know, sometimes I think I've learned the most from the people who I wouldn't think that I would have anything in common with. Oh yeah. I totally agree with that too. I think it's been the same way for me. The people that I was like, oh, you know, they're not going to teach me anything. They're so different for me. Those are the people I've learned the biggest and best lessons from. So, you know, they always say you never know who's watching you and who's learning from you. You never know who you're going to learn from either. You never know who you're going to meet. So, you know, I'm a pretty introverted person in one-on-one situations, but I'm like, get out there meet everybody, no matter how awkward it is. You know, I'm the really awkward person that's like, hi, and I don't know what to talk about with you. But if it's awkward, do it a million times. It won't be awkward anymore. So I'm like, get out there, meet everybody. I think that it's interesting you say that, you know, you're kind of introverted in that one-on-one. And I think that we come across a lot of people who just are, are challenged because I think a lot of it has to do with social media today, what's happening. And there seems to be just this, you know, incredible pressure to have an Instagram worthy life or business, you know, and the real question is, you know, how do you bring your authentic self, you know, and I'd love for you just to talk about, you know, what authenticity means to you and how you make sure that you're showing up as your authentic self. Absolutely. So I love social media. It's a massive part of my business. I think it's amazing for every business. I think everybody should be on the platforms. You know, I love it. At the same time, I think it's very, very easy even more so than it ever used to be, to use social media to cheat, to cheat off her paper, to look at what she's doing, to see how she posts her Instagram stuff, to, you know, see how everybody else is doing everything. And I think it's great, you know, to have mentors, to have people you look up to that you learn from, you know, maybe check out your competition every once in a while just to see what they're doing. Stay up to date with the trends just to see where the market's going. All of those things are great, but I think there's this really fine line between doing your research and learning what you don't know and copying what everybody else is doing. And I think if you spend all of your time just copying what every other person you see is doing and you pull little bits and pieces from all of these people, some of which are not even doing what you're doing and some of which are not even doing it well, they're faking it, then all of a sudden you don't have a business that's yours anymore. And you know, even if you're not in business, you're doing something else, you're not you anymore. You're not doing things the way you would do them. And so to me, that's a hundred percent what authenticity is. It's showing up and saying, yeah, I see what she's doing. I see what that business is doing, but this is how I'm going to do it. And I'm totally okay with that. And then showing up even when you don't want to show up, you know, social media, you know, people always say like, 
we're just seeing a highlight reel of their business or you're seeing their middle when you're at the beginning. And I think that's true. I think you've got to remember that they have the freedom to post whatever they want to post. So if they don't want to show you the bad stuff, they're not going to. And they can pretend that they are showing you the bad stuff. They can go, oh, look at, I haven't showered in three days. Look at this selfie of me. But I guarantee you, maybe they haven't showered, but they went and brushed their hair and threw on some makeup real fast before they took that selfie. (laughs) So to me, it's showing up when you really, really don't want to show up and doing that over. And I'm not saying, you know, if you're in business, you need to go take selfies with no makeup on and post that and see what (laughs) happens. That's not what I'm saying at all. But just show up as you and don't care that it's you. You should be proud that it's you. Don't care what everybody else is doing. Like I said, it's okay to learn from other people. I have tons of mentors, tons of role models. I've taken on, you know, little things along the way that I've learned and I've implemented, but I can 100% say that my business, my brand, everything that I do every day is 100% me. And even when I probably should have looked at what somebody else was doing, it's okay because I'm learning and I know that. And so I think that's 100% what authenticity is. I think you shouldn't preach it unless you're working on it. And we're all going to fail at it. We're all going to look at somebody else's Instagram or their business or what they're doing. But I think you've just got to learn to put those thoughts aside and show up when you don't want to and show up as the person that you really are deep down. Well, and I think that you sort of hit the nail on the head when you talk about, you know, sometimes what you see is going on is not there. I mean, sometimes the authenticity is actually inauthentic. I think if it feels wrong, like you sort of, when you see it enough, I think you can start to spot the people who are, you know, taking the no makeup selfie, but really getting themselves ready for it. You know, yeah. that what, what is life really? And I think that it is hard to decipher sometimes, you know, we get all mixed up in it because we don't know who and what is really authentic. So the, all, all you can do is know yourself. Yeah, totally. Totally agree with that. So what are some key messages that come out in your podcast, like struggles? I know that I hear a lot of the same things, you know, over and over again, particularly that women are struggling with. What are some of those key things that you hear that women are struggling with and maybe some pieces of advice that you might dole out? With my podcast, with my coaching, we talk about so many different aspects of business. So I think there's probably a hundred different things I could dive into right now, but It's funny because the things that I keep hearing come up, especially in coaching, definitely with the listeners on the podcast, when I'm networking, I hear it. It's more on the personal development side than the business side. And that's why I think, you know, you can't grow a business unless you're working on yourself. But I think everybody really, really struggles. And I don't think everybody knows quite how to phrase this struggle, but Over the years, I've listened to this and talked about this so much that I think I've learned to just kind of identify it when they're not outright saying it, but I know this is what they're trying to say. I think everybody struggles with taking risks. I think everybody gets to this point in their business where they're going to have to do something that's really scary. And maybe the scary thing is starting the business. But I think everybody gets to this point where they're starting something. They've got some kind of dream that they're working toward and it's terrifying. Or maybe they've started working on it, but they've gotten to this point where it's terrifying. And they're going to have to invest something, whether it's money or time or commitment or whatever. They're going to have to invest something that they're really 
really scared to invest. And 99% of the people that drop out of their business or drop out of their dream or quit are the people who could not push past that fear and take the risk. And so I talk all the time about that and about how, you know, I feel like your ambition has to be bigger than your excuses because we can sit there and we can make excuses all day long for why we don't want to do something. Why, oh, well, everybody else has already started a podcast, so I shouldn't start one. Well, this business would take away too much time from my family. So, you know, I can't do that. Well, you know, she does it this way and she's so successful. So I'll never be successful if I do it another way. We make these excuses all day long. And sometimes the excuse is as dumb as, well, I don't know how to do it. Of course you don't know how to do it. You've never done it before. Nobody just jumps right in knowing how to do something you have to learn. And so I think, you know, we'll make these excuses and we'll tell them to ourselves. And I'm constantly just like, but would you say it to your best friend? You know, like if your best friend came to you and they were like, you know, I want to do this and I want to start a business and I I think I'm going to do it and I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I've got this idea. I'm going to go all in on this. I'm, I'm in it. What would you do? You'd be sitting there and you'd be like, girl, yes, like go do it. I'm right here to support you. How can I help? This sounds amazing. You're amazing. You'd be posting about it on your Instagram. Like, look what my best friend is doing. Isn't she awesome? So why don't you do the same thing to yourself? You know, take the risk, make the jump, do whatever you got to do. Because when you get on the other side of the really scary thing, it's not scary anymore. You've learned the lesson you need to learn. You know what you got to do. And you're looking back going, why was I ever scared of that? Now I'm really scared of this. Because every single time that you level up, you know, they say new level, new devil. And every time you level up, there's something new you've got to face that you've never done before. But I think the more risks that you take and the more you push through that fear and do those things, the more you get used to doing the really scary things. So once you've leveled up a couple times, all of a sudden you're looking something in the face that's terrifying, but you're not scared anymore. Cause you're like, look what I've already done. Look what I've already been through. I'm awesome. I got this. And it took me a really long time to learn that. I think I learned it in a very different way than the way most people do. And so now I'm like, you know, I get a little preachy when I talk about it because I'm like, this is the thing that I think really holds people back. You know, you don't have to be good at social media. You can outsource for that. You can Google what you need to Google and learn all the things you need to learn. You don't have to be amazing at marketing. You don't have to know how to do Facebook ads. I mean, you should probably be good at talking to your customers. That's probably something you should learn how to do first. But if you're not good at that, there's classes for that. There's courses. You know, I mean, you can look things up and learn things, but you can't learn how to actually get over your own fear. You can listen to motivational speakers. You can read all the books and take in all the content, but you've got to actually be the one that says, okay, I got this. I can do this. So I think that is my number one piece of advice. It's the number one thing that I see all the time that's holding people back. And even if they haven't quit yet, most of the time they're just sort of stagnant. They're at this place where they're not moving forward because they're too scared to. So I think that's my advice is, you know, really look at the parts of your business or the parts of your dream or whatever it is that you're doing and say, okay, why have I not been moving forward? Where have I been stuck for a while? And am I stuck because it scares me? And if it does, what can I do today, right now in this moment to start pushing forward through that? Right. And taking action, which I think is absolutely 
continuing to move forward. I think I look at this confidence gap, not only for entrepreneurial women, but certainly for women in the corporate world. And, and you know, and part of overcoming and sort of bridging that confidence gap is that education, learning, figuring it out, you know, moving past fear, but also really finding sort of those people that will hold you accountable and help you do that. You know, there are all these new stats out that, you know, that women that are in leadership positions in companies, you know, the most common attribute they all have is they all had a strong tribe of women mm-hmm. who are helping them and promoting them and, and really having their back along the way. So don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to ask for help and to find those people that will support your dreams. Yeah, definitely. You have to, you have to. So where do you look for mentorship and advice as an entrepreneur? Where do you look? I have mentors everywhere. People are always, you get those questions like, oh, well, who's your role model? I don't have just one. You know, I said earlier, I think you can learn lessons from anybody. And I truly believe that. And so I'm looking at my friends who are also entrepreneurs. I'm looking at my husband who's like just starting his business because he works in a totally different way than I do. And I'm like, I could probably learn something from that and go ahead and apply it. I'm looking at huge motivational speakers that I've always followed and always loved. I'm looking at the women that come on my show. I truly believe that you can learn from anywhere. And so I'm a conference junkie. I love going to the conferences, both business and personal development. And I love podcasts. But if you're only going to conferences and listening to podcasts because you feel like you have to be in that room or you have to be listening to that person to get motivated, then you're not ever going to succeed. Because where are you going to be three months from now when you can't afford another conference? Where are you going to be when that person stops doing their podcast? Where are you going to be when, you know, insert lame excuse here, whatever happens, you've got to be able to create your own motivation. And if that means finding it from the people around you who are directly in your life, great. If that means finding it because you listen to literally a thousand different podcasts in case one of them ever quits, great. If that means reading all the books, great. But you've got to be able to take whatever you're learning from other people and apply it to yourself and use that as your own motivation to move forward. For me, my motivation started as I never want to go back to where I started. I never want to hit that point again. For me, my whole business, this whole entrepreneurship trajectory that I'm on started in a very, what I consider a rock bottom place. It wasn't good. I didn't like it. I never want to go back there. And I think even now, if I lost everything and I was in that point, I'd be way better off than I was because I know so much more and know so much more, especially about myself, but I never want to go back there. And so that was my motivation starting out. And then I started learning from everybody. And I was so hungry to not go back to that place that I literally learned from everyone. My mom, who is not an entrepreneur at all, she knows nothing about business. It's almost scary how bad she is at social media. She has taught me so much about business that she doesn't even know because she's taught me about people. My husband, I tell him this all the time. I'm like, you know, I've learned so much from you. And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, I just do. I pick up on things that you do and I apply them to my business. And I keep saying it, but I really believe it. I really, truly believe you can learn something from absolutely anyone. And maybe you're learning what not to do. Maybe you're learning how not to interact with people. We've all gone in that store where we're like, the customer service was terrible. The person that checked me out was awful. How rude were they? We've all been in that store. 
you learn what not to do. And immediately you should be thinking, gosh, I will never treat my customers like that. Or I will never treat my friends like that. I will never treat the people that interact with me that way. And you instantly apply that to your life. That's a lesson learned. For me, that's the motivation. I'm constantly just learning from everybody, pulling from everybody, because I know that is the only way that you level up. And, you know, again, not to say you should be copying what everybody else is doing. It's not what I'm saying, but you do need to learn those lessons and then figure out how they apply to you. And I think a lot of people will say, oh, I need to go learn from these, these big mentors. I need to go learn from my friends. You know, I need to go learn from all these people. But then they forget the part where you have to twist it and shape it and apply it to yourself. Don't just copy what they did. If I copied the things that I've learned from my husband starting his business, we'd be in big trouble because he's in a very different business than I'm in. So it'd be super weird. But I learned how to take those lessons and, you know, tweak them and apply them to myself, to my business, to my goals. When you learn to do that for yourself, you will find motivation like you have never seen before. And I think that's so key because I know a lot of people who are conference junkies, so to speak, which is fine if you're actually using it. Sometimes you use those things almost as a crutch, like, well, okay, if I'm here and I'm listening, but if you don't internalize and you don't apply. I actually, just a really quick reference to that. I had a coaching client, I think it was last year, and I won't say the conference, but I went to a conference. And she had been talking about going for so long. She wanted to go. And she wasn't able to pull the money together and go. And we were talking in one of our coaching calls a few weeks after the conference. And she asked me how it was. And, you know, I knew she didn't get to go. So I didn't want to like brag about how amazing the experience was and stuff. So I was telling her like, oh, that was really good. I thought this person was great. So maybe you should go follow them. Like, this is how it was. And we started diving into talking about her business and where she was going And she actually said to me, well, I really think if I had been to that conference that I would have so many more ideas right now. I feel like that's why I don't have anything. And I'm like, did you actually just blame a conference for why you don't have ideas for your own business? Because if that's true, you're never getting anywhere. You're never moving up. You're never moving forward because that conference might spark some ideas in you. But if you can't spark ideas in yourself when there's no conferences around, you're in trouble. And I think that's how a lot of people look at it. And that's why if you're not a conference junkie, I almost recommend that you don't become one because it can get very unhealthy. I swear by conferences, I think everybody should try one, but I do think you've got to find that line. And I proudly say I'm a conference junkie because I know that I don't need the conference. I just want to go to the conference. I want to meet the people and network, see the speakers have the experience because I know that I don't need it. And so I think you shouldn't be listening to podcasts, reading the books, going to the conferences, doing any of those things until you're in a place where you know you don't need it. You just want it because you want the ideas that'll come from it because you know how to implement them in your own life, in your own business, in your own whatever. Right. And I think so many times, you know, for me, I I used to say that my favorite types of conferences were those I called a mind spa. I didn't want to go to a conference where all I did was take notes, take notes, take notes. Mm-hmm. And it has all this tactical, like social media 101. That's fine. That's just not for me. You know, what I wanted is sort of what you were describing is just that feeling. And for me, it wasn't a, you know, oh gosh, I need to get motivated to do this. It was so empowering because the affirmation of, yeah, I got this. Like if she yeah. can do it, I can do it. And yeah, I've got all these great ideas. It, it was 
was really more that affirmation and really opening your mind to just that positivity and that abundance and, you know, it's kind of a different philosophy. Definitely. And I think everybody goes for different reasons. For me, I'm like, you never know who you're going to meet at a conference. So I'm like, I want that connection. I want to meet those people. You know, like I said, that's why I started the podcast because I sit in my office every day by myself and I'm like, I need those people. And I think that's the amazing thing about conferences. It's the same thing that's amazing about social media is you can meet people on the other side of the country, on the other side of the world that you would have never met otherwise. And so I love that. That's why I go. But you may go because you want that energy. You may go because you want to hear from that speaker. There's a million different reasons you could go. I think you just have to know that you don't actually need it. And that if you didn't have it, you would still be able to sustain your business and your goals and whatever you're doing. So as we're kind of closing down here, we'd like to do a little speed round to get to know a little bit more about you personally and what you're like. So what does your morning routine look like? Oh gosh, you don't want to ask me this. You really don't. It's awful. I'm the worst. I am not a morning person. I'll preface with that. If I had it my way, I would get up at like nine o'clock and just hang out for an hour and chill and start work at 10 and then stay up till, you know, two in the morning. Like if I had it my way, that is what I would do. I'm not a morning person. So my first thing is hitting snooze. It's checking my phone. It's all the bad things that you're not supposed to do in a morning routine. That is me. So do not to me for advice on the morning routine. All these people say, oh, I get up and then I meditate for 20 minutes. And I, (laughs) I really ground my day. I'm like, Oh, I get up and I'm making lunch for my kid and trying to get him out the door. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Literally. I'm like, I am not your person. If you are looking for morning routines, I will tell you what I think you should do, but I am not living it. So I'm not your example. What are you currently reading or listening to? I am one of those people that I will read a third of a book and then pick up another book. So I'm reading too many books to tell you. I'm listening to though. I love podcasts. Obviously I do one. I'm a big podcast junkie and I love some of the really big people's podcasts because I love when they get like slightly smaller people who you wouldn't think they would even know. I love listening to how I built this. If you're in business, any kind of business, I think you should totally listen to it. If you're looking for motivation, there it is. Because these people have started from absolutely nothing and it's so amazing to hear how they found all the tools along the way. So I love that one. I love the Rise podcast. I love Ed Milet's podcast. All those motivational speakers, I'm a big, huge fan. I always love seeing how they kind of put a different take on some of the same topics. You know, you hear everybody talk about failure, but it's so cool to hear all the different people's ways that they put their spin on it. So I'm a huge podcast junkie. I think you can find a podcast for just about anything. So if you're not a reader or you're not a conference person or whatever, check out podcasts. So what's one thing you can't live without? Oh, Dr. Pepper. That's so bad. Um, I have a lot of people that actually, like, for some reason, know me for Dr. Pepper. They're like, oh, you're the one that really loves Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, I don't know if that's the thing I want people to know me for, but they do. Dr. Uh, Pepper, part of your morning routine. That's what we want. There it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it most certainly is. It's part of my whole day. It's the worst. You shouldn't drink it. If you've never had it, don't start. It's sugary and not good for you and all the things, but it's my one thing that I am letting myself have all the time and not getting rid of anytime soon. (laughs) Okay. Well, there you go. And what's one piece of advice you would give your 10 years ago self? To go all in, just do the thing. 
whatever it was. There were so many times, like I said earlier, I kind of learned this lesson the hard way, but there were so many times where I'm just like, if I had just done that thing, how much farther along would I be right now? So, you know, go all in, don't do anything halfway. I tried to do everything and learn everything at one time. And because of that, I was giving so little of myself to each thing. And when I really started to say, okay, this is the goal for the month or this is the goal for the week and put all of my energy into that and go all in on that one thing, it would explode. And then I could move on to the next thing. And that has just astronomically sent my business forward. So, you know, I would tell her to go all in, stop being so freaking afraid of the thing that she's looking at right now and just do it. Awesome. And where can we find you? Where can we find out all about, you know, your podcast, you know, tell our listeners. Definitely. Everything you could ever need to know about me is on my website at HaleyLuckadoo.net. You can also find me on all social media platforms at Haley Luckadoo. And then the Females on Fire podcast is on every platform where you want to listen to podcasts. So come check me out. Send me a message. I'm really big on Instagram. So come follow me and let's chat. And I have to just point out, like, you, such a great name. I mean, Luckadoo. It's like, thank you. <laughs> it's just such a great name for what you do. And I don't know, I love that there's the word luck in there. I don't know. It's an awesome name. It's my married name, so I can thank my husband for that. But it's so funny. When we got married, I was like, oh, gosh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so weird. Nobody's ever going to remember it. And I was like dreading it. I was like, you know, maybe you should take my name. My name's so normal. And he's like, no. Well, it almost sounds like a stage name. Right. right? And for for what you do in motivational speaking, it's so perfect, I think. Now I love (laughs) it. I was like, oh, who is this girl? This is, I love this. (laughs) I love it now because everybody says that. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, your name is awesome. And I'm like, why, thank you. I chose it myself. No, I'm kidding. I didn't, but... I love it now. And I think that right there is a great life lesson. Your husband has job security, right? Because you're not getting rid of that name. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. But I think there's a great life lesson in that. You never know. If you just give something a try, try it on, you never know what you're going to fall in love with. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Haley. It was really fun spending time with you. Appreciate all that you're doing and for women. And we look forward to just following you and seeing what you do next. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for what you guys are doing. Thanks for listening to the See It To Be It podcast. For more female empowerment, inspiration, and advice, subscribe to our free weekly newsletter featuring a new woman to watch each week and check out over a thousand more featured women at onthedotwoman.com. Know someone we need to feature? Reach out at onthedotwoman on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.